Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Good morning, cheerful givers. <laughs> Buenos dias. Greetings out to all of you out there in live stream land, or if you're listening to this podcast later on. Um, it's my honor to share God's word with you today. And as usual, if you want to follow along the outline of the message, you can find that in the Bible app. Or if you prefer a printed outline, you can grab one from the box in the back. It is 2023 and we continue through Christology. Come on, everybody. Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Apocalipsis 1.8 dice así, yo soy el Alpha y la Omega, el principio y el fin. And because Jesus Christ is the beginning and the end, this year we've been reading through the Bible. And as we read through the Bible, we are finding Jesus from cover to cover. Este año estamos descubriendo a Jesucristo de principio a fin. Because Jesus is the reason, right? From beginning to end, he's the whole reason for the Bible. To know him, to discover him. So that we can also make him known. You know, as far as my teaching has been concerned, this whole year I've been sort of taking you sequentially through the whole Old Testament. I mean, we started all the way back in the beginning of Genesis and we made it so far. Can anybody remember the last part of the sequence of the Old Testament we made it to before we took a little break? Anybody remember who we learned about? Finding Jesus through Ruth and Boaz. Right. Nobody got it. <laughs> it's been about a month. And uh, I told you guys that, you know, we were going to take sort of a summer break from the sequence of the Old Testament. And we're going to come back to it in a few more weeks. We're going to take a few more weeks of a break. And we've been looking at a few other things, right? And we're going to come back to it. Anybody remember what's next after Ruth? What's next in, in history? The kings. That's right. The kings. And the prophets. And so in a few more weeks, we're going to come back. We're going to finish out the rest of the year, going through the rest of the Old Testament, finding Jesus through the kings and the prophets and the story of the exile and all of that. But like I said, we've been taking a break from that. We're going to come back to it. Um, and over the past month or so, basically the whole month of August, we learned about the three T's. Very good. What are they? Tests, trials, and temptations, and, you know, this takes it all the way back to Adam. We see Jesus all the way back in Genesis, the first Adam, and Jesus is the second Adam. And he came to recover our authority, right, by overcoming the enemy through tests, trials, and temptations. And then last Sunday, we had a very inspiring, liberating word uh, that, that Kwame taught us about boasting only in the Lord. Boasting only in? The Lord. Very good. So, today, turn to your neighbor and say, if you know, you know. If you've been around a little while at Encounter Church, you know my favorite uh, encounter, my favorite interaction of Jesus with somebody. Anybody know who he is? Zacchaeus. Okay, so like I said, if you know, you know. 
And you know, I teach a lot on Zacchaeus. Typically, every single year I take some time to teach on Zacchaeus. And today, I'm going to teach you from the passage, from the story, when Jesus encounters Zacchaeus. But I'm going to teach it to you today from a pretty different perspective. Normally, when I talk about Zacchaeus, we're talking about evangelism, right? We're talking about getting out of the way so that people can see Jesus and all that's good and all that's great. And you'll probably hear that teaching again sometime in the future. But today I want to teach from Zacchaeus from a slightly different perspective than normal. Is that okay? Well, good. I'm glad a few of you agree on that. It's Labor Day. We can still have energy. Come on, say yes. All right. Question. Can you think of anything that logically seems one way, but upon further review, it's actually the opposite? Can you think about something that, at first glance, it seems one way, but the more you look at it, it actually ends up being another way, completely another way? Can you think of anything? (laughs) One of the things I think about is exercise. Exercise actually creates energy and not fatigue. And if you think about exercising, you think, oh, I'm going to get tired, right? And if you're not used to exercising the first few times, you will get tired. (laughs) But in reality, the more you exercise, the more energy it actually creates in your body. So it seems one way, but it's really the other way. Another thing that I think about this, and I've, I've I've always found this amazing, you would think that The higher you go up into the air, the closer you get to the sun, right? The higher you go in the atmosphere. It would seem like the higher you go, the closer you get to the sun, it would get hotter and hotter the farther up you go, right? I mean, doesn't that logically make sense? I'm getting closer and closer to the sun, so it should be getting hotter and hotter. But in reality, you ever been on a jumbo jet and you see on the screen the temperature outside? Negative 60? You ever driven up a mountain and down here it was 50 degrees and up here it's 10 degrees and snow, right? The higher you go up, it seems like it would get hotter, but it actually gets colder, okay? So there are things that upon first glance seem one way, but if you really take a look at it, it's actually completely the opposite. I don't want you to say this with me. In the kingdom of God, ready? Say, up Up. is down. And down is up. Turn to somebody and say, up is down, and down is up. I want you to turn to somebody else now and say, come on down. Come on down. You're the next contestant on the kingdom of God. All right. The title of today's message is, come on down. Come on, say, up is down, and down is up. Luke chapter 19, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town, and there was a man there named Zacchaeus. Let's call him Z. All right. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. Not a good guy. Not a good guy, because Tax collectors received a salary, but they became rich by taking advantage of the people that they charged taxes to. They would charge more than they actually owed, and they would basically steal from people and get rich. And that was what Zacchaeus was good at. He tried to get a look uh, at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. The struggle is real, y'all. So, (laughs) 
(laughs) So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When he came by, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Can you imagine how freaked out Zacchaeus must must have been? (laughs) Zacchaeus, he said. Quick. What? What? Come down. Come down. Come on, turn to somebody and say, come down. Come on down. Come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And I love how Jesus wants to encounter us more than we want to encounter him. Zacchaeus just wanted to see Jesus. Jesus is like, nope, I'm coming home with you. (laughs) Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's going to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled and, you know, they were probably thinking on the inside, don't, don't, doesn't Jesus know this guy has stolen from all of us? Doesn't Jesus know what kind of guy this is? Not a good guy, right? They grumbled. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord. What did he call him? Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. I mean, this is the total opposite of who Zacchaeus had been just a few moments before. Giving his money away to the poor and giving back four times as much as what he has stolen. What did he call Jesus? Lord. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Zacchaeus truly desired an encounter with Jesus, and he was willing to do whatever it took to have that encounter. He could have just said, well, I wanted to see him, but Short stuff over here. He could have used the excuse like many of us do. Whatever our excuse may be. Many people would like to see Jesus, would like to have an encounter with Jesus. But we cop out. You know, I'd like to, really like to experience and know Jesus. I'd like to encounter him. But you know, I'm just really busy. I've just got a lot on my plate right now to, to, to make an extra effort to be with Jesus. There's a lot going on. Jesus knows all I've got going on in my life. Jesus knows my limitations. But that's not the attitude that Zacchaeus have. He wanted to see Jesus enough to push his obstacles out of the way. Question, do you desire Jesus enough? Do you desire to be with Jesus enough to not cop out in any way? To push your obstacles out of the way? To not accept excuses? 
Look at me. He really was too short to see him. He really, this was a real situation. And I know that many of you face many real things in your life that might be in the way of Jesus, of you seeing Jesus. There might be things in your life that really truly might be an obstacle of you being able to take Jesus home with you. But look at me. Those excuses don't matter. Zacchaeus didn't allow his shortness to be the thing that decided if he was going to encounter Jesus or not. Have you allowed anything in your life to get in the way of you seeing Jesus? Sometimes it's other people. I mean, this was a real situation for Zacchaeus. There were a lot of people in the crowd. I mean, people were always following Jesus around everywhere. The people were in the way. Are there people in your life that you have allowed to block your view of Jesus? Rather than, and I don't mean it in a mean way, but rather than saying, aside, sir, (laughs) aside, no, I'm not going to allow this relationship to get in the way of my relationship with him. Are there people in your way? Zacchaeus didn't allow his shortness nor the people in the crowd to get in his way. And we must do the same. If we really want to encounter him, we must do the same. And Jesus told Zacchaeus what? He climbed up in that tree. Jesus came by and said, hey, Zacchaeus, I got to go home with you today, but you've got to, what? Got to come down. If we want to see Jesus... If we want to be with Jesus, rather, and go where Jesus is going, we must come down. Come on, turn around and tell somebody, you got to come down. What what, what am I talking about? It's like, Pastor, where, where are you going with this? What does it mean to come down? What does it mean to come down? Why did Jesus tell him to come down? Why didn't he just encounter him up there like on the tree limb? I mean, Jesus did a lot of weird things. He like spit and made mud with saliva and spread it over people's eyes and healed them. And He had a thing with spit. He spit on his fingers one time and put his slobbery fingers in a deaf man's ears and opened his ears. I mean, Jesus did strange things in his encounters with people. Yes? I mean, he could have encountered Zacchaeus right up there in the tree. Could have got him slain in the spirit and fall out the tree or whatever. (laughs) Why did Jesus tell him he had to come down? Now, let, let me get this out of the way real quick because this, I've taught this many times at Encounter Church, and I just want to say it again. We know that the, the main thing that the tree represents in this story is the cross, right? The only way to see Jesus is the cross. Throughout the Bible, the tree is the cross. If we want to see Jesus for who he really is, we have to climb the tree, the cross, right? We have to get up on the cross to see who he really is. But even though that's the main thing the tree represents, it's not the only thing, okay? What else might this tree represent in this story? 
The tree represents the way Zacchaeus lived his life. Climbing the ladder to take advantage of others. Number one, if we want to truly encounter Jesus, if we want Jesus to come home with us, number one is humility. Zacchaeus climbed his, his whole life. He lived climbing the tree of success, status, and selfishness. He lived his life stepping over others, <laughs> climbing the ladder, climbing that tree to get up top over others. He lived his life to make money. He lived his life to have success as a tax collector. And you know, to be a successful tax collector, you had to be corrupt. A tax collector's salary wasn't that great, but they made tons of money by taking advantage of people. He climbed the tree to get above others. He climbed the tree of status. You know, in his culture, he was Jewish, considered a traitor with his own people because being a tax collector means he had basically betrayed them and he was serving the Romans and the Romans were oppressing his people, the Jews, right? But being a tax collector meant he had status with the Romans. He was, look at me, he was somebody. He climbed the tree of status to be somebody. Have you been climbing that tree? Rather than being who God says you are. Have you been doing whatever it takes? No matter what it does to other people even. Or your family. To get status. Have you projected a status that isn't even really you? How about selfishness? The tree Zacchaeus had climbed was the tree of selfishness. It was all about him. Success, status, selfishness. Look at me. You cannot see Jesus Let me rephrase that. You cannot really know him and walk with him from up there. Now, people try to. People try to say, I'm going to walk with Jesus, but I'm still going to live my life pursuing personal success, personal status, and living life all about me, selfish, right? But listen, you cannot follow Jesus that way. And that's why Jesus told him, I'm going to go home with you, but you have to come down. You got to climb down out of that tree. 
Second thing we see here is that Jesus does encounter him because he does come down. Number two is encounter. Jesus wants to come home with us, but he will not come home with us if we stay up in our tree. He won't. Zacchaeus thankfully came down, but what if Zacchaeus would have said, no, I'm good up here, I saw you. (laughs) Woo, glory. I still got a few minutes left. (laughs) I know it's Labor Day. I know everybody wants to get going somewhere, but give me a few more minutes. Jesus wants to go home with you, but he will not if you stay perched up in your tree of success, selfishness, status. He won't. We have to come down from our self-centered ambition and opinions and surrender. Surrender our own ways. What do we call that? When we turn away from our own ways and we decide instead to go God's way, what do we call that? Repentance. Repentance. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift from God. Jesus calls us to repentance. In fact, the first message he ever preached was, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn away from your own ways and go my way. Instead, we have to want Jesus enough to let go of everything else. Anything that would keep him out of our house. A lot of people want Jesus, but not enough to get rid of the things that would keep him out of their house. Look at me. I'll tell you this. There is nothing worth Jesus that's in your house. There's nothing as valuable as Jesus, no matter how high you've climbed in that tree. Even if you're up at the tip top, at the top of the world, just like that. You're going to come falling, crashing down. If you don't come down on your own. But there is nothing in our lives, there's nothing in this world worth holding on to that's as valuable as Jesus coming home with us. Jesus being at home in us. Jesus wants to be at home in you, but he will not be at home in you if you stay up in the tree. You have to come down from your own ways. We have to surrender our own ways. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 16. We have to give up our life to find our life. If you want to jot that down, that is Matthew 16, 25. Zacchaeus had to let go of everything if he wanted to bring Jesus home. He had to come down, and so do you and I. We have to give up our life in order to find it. Humility and encounter leads us to number three, which is purpose. 
And if you could grab a hold of this today, it can powerfully redirect your life. Come on, say, new purpose. True purpose. What happened? Zacchaeus came down from the tree of success and status and selfishness. He took Jesus home with him. But what did Zacchaeus call Jesus? Lord. Not just teacher, savior, prophet, inspiration. Zacchaeus called Jesus Lord, and the way he said it isn't just the Lord, but my Lord. That's the way he said it. My Lord. Lordship is a game changer. When we make Jesus our Lord, it changes everything. And if everything hasn't begun to change in your life, he hasn't been made your Lord. Jesus can't be your Lord and you stay the same. Now, a lot of people say, Lord, Lord, but there's no change. And what did Jesus say about those one day in the kingdom, right? One day in eternity. Many will stand before him and say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, who are you? I don't even know you. But Lord, we did this and we did that in your name. We, we, we had your name. We carried your name, but Jesus will say, but, but you practice lawlessness. You didn't do my will. Only those who do my will will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Lordship changes everything. And I don't know about you, and maybe you've not made Jesus your Lord. Today you can make Jesus the Lord of your life if you haven't. He'll give you a brand new life. He'll give you eternal life. But when I made Jesus my Lord... Everything started to change. And the more I walk with Jesus as my Lord, things change more and more and more. Anybody experience that? The more you walk with Jesus, the more things change. The more you walk with Jesus, the more you lay things down. You you turn away from your own ways and you go his way. The more I walk, the higher I get in my relationship with Jesus. I find the lower I get in my own ways. The more I follow Jesus' way, the further I get away from my own path. The more I embrace his word and his truth, the more I let go of my own opinions and desires. Come on, say, Lord, my Lord. Now, look what happened to Zacchaeus. Lordship changes everything. Lordship leads us to new and true purpose. Zacchaeus' purpose in life completely changed in an instant. He went from self-serving to serving others. He went from selfish ambition to selfless generosity. He went from stepping over others to get all he could get to giving away all he could give away. 
half my wealth to the poor. And everything I stole, four times. He went from his purpose being about himself to his purpose being about God and others. That's what happens when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. It stops being about you. And it starts being all about him. And when your life is all about him, you will be about others. Zacchaeus didn't say, Lord, I'm going to give you all my wealth. He said, Lord, now it was unto Jesus, but I'm going to give to the poor and I'm going to do more than just wrong, uh, right my wrong. I'm going to bless the people that I once cursed. I'm going to heal the people I once hurt. I'm going to give to those I took from. And even to those I never took from, I'm going to bless the poor. Now my life is about other people and not about myself. And this is something we've got to get, Christians. Our purpose isn't even about us. But way too many Christians live their life trying to find our purpose. And it's all about self-fulfillment. It's all about doing that thing that makes me feel fulfilled. Let me tell you this. This is Bible from cover to cover, and I've experienced it in my own life. I am most fulfilled when I live my life for other people. I'm most blessed when I live my life to give to others. From self-serving to serving others, from selfish ambition to selfless generosity. How glorious this is. Zacchaeus, instead of propping himself up more and more. Now, instead of it being about him, now he's reflecting God's glory. All of a sudden, this guy that was totally all about himself, his whole life was about propping himself up, climbing that ladder, climbing that tree. Now he's down here, humbled. Jesus is at home with him. And now... Blessing the poor? I mean, the lowest of the low. That's what that was considered the least of these. That's what purpose looks like in the kingdom of God. It's not about you and your blessing, it's about God blessing you so you can be a blessing to others. It's not about you being fulfilled, it's about the glory of God shining through your life. Now Zacchaeus is standing there as a shining star to the poor and to those he wronged. Instead of being someone who had the image of God totally destroyed in his life because of his own selfishness, now he's shining the image of God, which is generosity. When we make Jesus our Lord, it changes everything and it gives us our real purpose, our true purpose. So we just need to say this. Sometimes you just got to say it. So I just want you to repeat after me. My purpose isn't about my success. My purpose isn't about my status. My purpose in life 
isn't about me. My purpose is God's glory reflected to others. Look at me. That's your purpose. That's your purpose. When you make Jesus your Lord, when you come down out of your tree, the tree you've climbed, whatever that is, I don't know what tree you've climbed. (laughs) But whatever it is, if you'll come down from your own way and you'll bring Jesus home with you and you'll make him the Lord of your life, what does it mean that he's your Lord? Whatever he says goes. That's what it means. Your wish is my command. That's what it means to make him Lord. What your word says trumps whatever I want. I don't have a truth anymore. You're the truth. I don't have a way anymore. You're the way. My life doesn't even belong to myself anymore. You're my life. If you'll make Jesus the Lord of your life for real, and I know I'm talking to mostly Christians in here, probably mostly Christians watching or listening to this. Is he your Lord? Zacchaeus didn't bring Jesus home and repeat a prayer saying, Jesus, you're my Savior. All he did was say, Lord, boom, change. Change. When Jesus becomes our Lord, everything changes and we begin to discover and fulfill our true purpose. Living for Jesus and for others, that is real life. Living for yourself feels good for a little bit, and then that gets awfully boring and lonely. Some of the most lonely people, unfulfilled people, dissatisfied people on the planet have the most money, the biggest status, And they've made it all about themselves. Some of the happiest people on the planet live their life for others. To give to others. Some of the most unfulfilled people on the planet have found their purpose, their niche, And they're doing it. And they're empty on the inside. Some of the most fulfilled people on the planet, you may look at their life, and that may not look like they have much. They might not have a lot of followers on Twitter. That doesn't exist anymore. X. X followers. X Twitter followers. Or Instagram or TikTok followers. <laughs> I don't even know what. TikTokers. <laughs> they may not have lots of money in their bank account because they live to give it away. They may not be somebody important, but they sure are important in the lives of the people that they serve. Fulfillment 
The greatest fulfillment comes when we make our lives not about ourselves. And if you make Jesus your Lord, there's no way around that. He will make your life not about you. If you follow him, if you follow him, the last verse in that, I'm going to read it again. The Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. If you follow him, you're going to end up going for and loving and serving people that are lost. Matthew 23, 11 and 12. The greatest among you must be a servant. Those who exalt themselves, those who climb the tree, will be humbled. Those who humble themselves, those who come down, will be such a misunderstood word, humility, okay? Humility is this. It's intentionally lowering myself in submission to the Lord and in service of others. Humility does not mean I'm a nobody. That's false humility, which also means it's pride. Because even that's about you. I'm just a nobody. True humility is to intentionally come down from where I am. To submit to Jesus as the Lord. And to serve whomever God puts in my path. Jesus said, if you even give as much as a cup of water to one of the least of these, you were giving it to me. <laughs> You'll be rewarded. In the kingdom of God, if you want to go up, you must come down. path to greatness is a downward path. To be great in heaven means that here in the earth, in this life, I intentionally lay me down. I lower myself. Come on, let's read it together. If you want to go up, you must come down. I believe many of us need to respond to this word today. I'm going to have an important call to prayer here in just a moment. First, I want to ask, and if for the next few moments we could avoid going in and out, getting up and down, this may be a very important moment for somebody. Have you first come up the tree that's the cross? We've got to go back to that first. Have you come down from whatever tree you've been climbing? 
and submitted and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as Lord. He humbled himself. He lowered himself to the the uttermost. I mean, he couldn't lower himself more. He entered into this world and he lowered himself so low that he died a criminal's death. He died a crucifixion death in order to pay the penalty for our sins. He couldn't go any lower. And he did all of that to save you and to save me. Have you come to the cross? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord? Have you made the decision to stop going your own way and to now go his way? Have you made him the Lord of your life? I just want you to be bold about it. If that's anybody in here, would you just raise your hand and wave at me and say, that's me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If you've never made this decision before, or maybe you've been backslidden, you've grown cold, you've gotten away from God and you need to come back. Is that anybody? Just wave at me. Don't be ashamed of it. Is that anybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.